You are an entrepreneur, a professional, a speaker, or a coach. And although you've come a long way, it's time for you to take it to the next level. We've got you. This is the Author to Authority Podcast. We'll help you use authority and influencer marketing to build your business stronger and faster by publishing a book. You'll hear from guests that are thought leaders in sales, marketing, networking, communication, social media, promotion, and business leadership. Let's do it. This is the Author to Authority Podcast. And now your host, the extraordinary word ninja, Kim Thompson Pinder. Welcome to the Author to Authority Podcast. And if you think that you can't create 30 days of content in 90 minutes, then you definitely have to listen to today's episode of the Author to Authority podcast. I want to welcome Aaron to the show. He's the co-founder of contentonly.au, which specializes in an extraction system that creates 30 days of content in 90 minutes for personal brands. Aaron, welcome to the show. Kim, it's fantastic to be here. I have a little joke that isn't very funny that I'm coming to you from the future because in Australia it's Wednesday morning here and I know that it's still Tuesday where you are at the moment. I love that Aaron. I love it. So Aaron, I'm gonna just start with a really obvious question and and you know I guess it's one that you know people would be thinking of is you know can you create 30 days of content in 90 minutes? I mean that seems that seems pretty incredible. Yeah and a lot of people think oh you're going to chat GPT and asking it for 30 days worth of content, but the truth is it's creating video, it's creating written content that is authentic, original, and on brand. And it took a long time, but we've found a model that for anyone that is a personal brand, an author in advisory, that they can do that. And instead of pulling their teeth and spending hours and hours a month, they can create both formats of content effortlessly using the extraction model, which I'm sure we'll dive into. Love it. Love it. Love it. And, you know, you hear sometimes and you hear these gurus that say content is dead, but it's not dead. And, uh, you know, I'll give you an example of that. Just this morning, I did a book discovery call with someone who had been reading my content, you know, watching the podcast episodes, reading my content on LinkedIn for probably about, I think he said six to nine months before he had contacted me last summer. And then it took from last summer to now to, you know, to, to, for him to be ready to book a time. But all this time, he's watching my content. And one of the things he said to me was, you know, I wanted to connect with you because your content so resonated with me. Yeah, I think people underestimate the invisible hand element and role that content plays. And I've got this philosophy that at any point in time, there might only be two or three people that are watching you that are ready to buy or reach out at any given time, Mm -hmm. but everyone else, they're along the timeline. And at some point, once they have that trust and desire because they've got value and the timing's right for them to get help with an offer, they reach out. So each time you create a piece of content, it's creating a digital asset that is an opportunity for someone to discover 
your brand online as you keep creating these content assets you compound the ability for people to reach out discover and engage with you so if you play the long game it can get to a point where you hit a critical mass and there's more demand for your services and your time than you can supply which is a really good problem to create (laughs) i loved how you said invisible hand because you know i think we've been given the impression that you know you put out this piece of content it's sort of like fill the dreams you know you're supposed to put out this one viral piece of content that just you know attracts everybody in and you've got more business than you can but really like that it's more like you said you know you hit that momentum point you hit that that point where you know you've got the content out there and you know you're you were saying that there might only be one or two or three people you know wanting to buy from you but there's others in the background but when you have enough of that going on then like you said you've got you've got business that's coming in in many cases more than you can handle but you've got to pay the price for that first yeah i think one of the first things anyone does now is when they're looking to engage someone they go check out your profile and if you don't have content there or a portfolio for them there's a lack of trust in whether you can help them or not so you won't even know that they've gone there and decided not to reach out. And the opposite is also true. Once people start talking about you, they might start finding your podcast and or you're an author and they stumble across your book and you might have some other offers. If they go and they're doing their research and they're getting all this value, all this social proof, and they can see that you are capable of helping solve their biggest problems, it changes their conversion process and their desire to actually want to make contact and see how you can support them. I liked how you used the word social proof. That's that's something I actually teach, you know, my clients is that social media is for social proof, right? It's it's not this now, okay, don't get me wrong, and you know, I don't want a whole bunch of people calling me complaining. Yes, you can use social media to sell. And I know people who do it very well. I'm not one of them. <laughs> but I do use social media as social proof. Like you said, people check out your profile. This gentleman that I met with today, I mean, I I had no clue who he was. You know, I think I remember him following me way back when. And, you know, it's not like we've been talking and he's been leaving comments and, you know, we've been engaging that way. This just came right out of the blue when he contacted me last summer. You know, he was like, I think I might have made a comment. I made one comment on one of his posts. And, you know, he's like, I love the comment you made. I've been looking at your contact. I've been following you. You know, I'm thinking now might be the time. Can we chat? You know, all of those things. So there was no, there was no preamble to this. This was, I've been watching you and now I'm ready. You'll find that's often the case. The people that do engage more often than not, are just your advocates. And they're the people that are great for referring and helping you get more traction in the newsfeed by commenting and reacting and so forth. But the ones that tend, in my experience, to reach out are the ones that you haven't necessarily seen, but they've been watching for that six, 12, even several years. And it's just got to that point where they're ready for a solution. So it's the people that you don't see 
often the ones that are going to make contact versus the ones that engage in interacting with you because they're generally your fan base and they're very important because they play a role in that social proof and are often great referrers and introduce people to you from their network. So it all plays a key role in building your brand and also the business side of everything that you do online. I think that's great, Aaron. Why don't we, I'm going to take a quick ad break. Audience, if you've, if you've been wondering, you know, what should a book look like that I write to build my business, convert readers into clients, then I want you to check out this quick ad about the create and scale method. Writing and publishing a book that converts readers into client and scales your business is hard, but it doesn't have to be. Get my free checklist at bit.ly forward slash create and scale that will show you what you need to do to have your book become a well-converting lead generating tool. Welcome back. Aaron, I've already been so enjoying this conversation. Let's switch gears a little bit because I would love for you to tell a little bit of your story, you know. How did you come to be the co-founder of Content Only? Well, it's interesting how the actual model came about. There's another agency that I've run for 14 years, and that focuses on construction and trade and contracting businesses. I think you call them over in the States. So different skill sets like carpentry, bricklayers, electrician, scaffolders. And one day I was on a Zoom with one of my clients, Mark, who's a bricklayer, And he said to me, I want to build up my profile inside the local industry and sector and I want to start doing videos. And I was sitting there thinking doing the video process could be quite challenging, setting up a camera, trying to do multiple takes. It would be like pulling teeth and take the best part of a day or two and we don't know what we'd be able to use. But Mark is really good at having an entertaining conversation. So I said, I'm just going to do a little experiment with you and I hit record on Zoom. I said, I'm just going to ask you some questions and just start answering them. So I said, when did your company get started? What were some of the challenges that you've had along the way? What were some of the wins? How are the different ways that you support builders? How did you eliminate defects on site? How do you create a great culture and systems? And he rattled off these beautiful answers as if we were having a conversation at a bar or yeah. at a cafe. And we hit stop recording after 20 minutes. And I gave the recording to one of the editors on my team and I said, just cut as many clips as you think we could use on social media Mm -hmm. anywhere from 15 seconds up to 60 seconds in length. And I got this folder back with roughly 12 clips and I gave them to another one of our team members and said, can you put the branded captions, this content, so it aligns with their company branding. And I got it back and the clips that whilst the footage, because we were just on Zoom and we're just testing out, wasn't the highest quality, the grabs of what Mark was saying and then when his branding went on was amazing. So I sent it to Mark and he was like, this is unbelievable, all these videos and all we did was jump up and have a chat on Zoom. And that's how the model came about, knowing that if you've got someone that can have a great conversation about their expertise and their craft and you just Mm -hmm. let do it organically and authentically. They come out as their most natural version of themselves and then you just simply repurpose that conversation into all the content for them and all all they've had to do is jump online and have a chat with you. Mm, mm, I love it. I love it. I mean, I think here's here's one of the misconceptions that uh, that I see is that you always have to be creating new content. And, you know, one of the things I, I was on, it was... Had another guest on the other day, 
And after the conversation, we were just chit-chatting and he's like, man, you put out three episodes a week and how many episodes? I said, I think you're like 475 or something like that. And, and he said to me, he says, he says, why don't you just do one a week and repurpose the older ones? And I'm like, hmm, yeah. But I mean, I do time from time to time do replays of previous, like the beginning of this year, I was a bit behind on recording. So we did the top 10 of 2023. So I do from time to time bring in the older episodes, but I don't do it on a regular basis. I got thinking about it and I thought, yeah, I could, I could. But to be honest, I really enjoy doing these interviews. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't know if I want to go back to just doing one every now and then. So I get four out a month. So I think that's, there's a good message in that too. It's stay in the lane that you enjoy with content creation. You've got that library that you can always repurpose in the future. The model is great for anyone that does podcasting because you can take the episode recordings and get all your short form content so you can get the clips and the grads, we call it mining for gold, and take them and fill up the feed with really valuable grabs in reels and shorts format. And that can also drive people back to the episodes and build your audience and get more exposure for the podcast. So if you've got it there, you can use that asset anytime to create short form content. So you've got a library ready to go anytime you want to use it. Yeah, I was actually thinking somebody suggested to me that I should do a podcast highlight reel. And I was thinking, that would be a lot of work. But now that you're saying that, I'm thinking, yeah, if I if I can use some of the the different softwares in that and available and plug some of my favorite episodes in and have them pull out the clips as opposed to me going back through and watching all of them, which I really don't have time to do as as a business owner. But yeah, I you are right. The you can repurpose it, pull out those clips, redirect back to those, you know, to those really good episodes. This will be one of them. And you know, reuse that content and, and post it out again. Um, so, okay. So we were, we were actually talking about your story here. So you said you helped this, this one gentleman. So what happened from there? Well, I figured that it's our purpose with content only, which is a different agency to how this model came about is to make the internet a better place. So putting content in the news feed that makes people's lives better. So they learn something, they get some value because as you know, there's a lot of scarcity, a lot of fear-based content that goes out and gets a lot of traction. So we figured who's great sharing powerful message generally wants to help people. And these people like authors, consultant coaches who are really good at their niche and their craft. And I thought this is a perfect model for them because it plays a key role in their brand and in their business and their profile correlates to the success and growth on the financial side of what they do. So imagine if you can get people that are experts in their lane, have that conversation, just extracting the gold from their craft and being able to repurpose that into the content. So I thought this is a perfect fit or the perfect product for people that are in those types of services and space. So that's how it morphed into what it is now. That is wonderful. Well, you know, it's that time. I'm going to let you loose for a bit because the title says three steps to create 30 days of content in 90 minutes. And I better deliver that in the show. Otherwise, I think my audience, I think my audience is going to be a little bit upset with me. So, Aaron, I'm going to let you loose to talk about those three steps. 
Awesome. And letting me loose is, is always good fun at uh, 4.50 a.m., whatever it is in the morning over here. So it's a three-step model. And step number one is research. I think one of the areas that can be difficult is coming up with new content ideas all the time. So there are a number of tools that you can utilize to see what is your target audience actually looking for online and what content do they want to consume. So you can go to a platform like Google and just start typing into the search engines. And there's a list of questions people also ask. So if you take a keyword like weight loss, just put it in, you'll see people also ask section. If you scroll a little bit down, and there's some content headlines that you've got ready to go and use in step two, which is the recording process. The tool that I personally use for our clients is called vidIQ. And that shows what people are searching on YouTube in niches. So you take your keyword, you put it into vidIQ, and it has a quest app. And if you click on that questions tab, you'll get hundreds of questions that people are typing in for problems that they're looking to solve, content ideas. And you just select the ones with a tick box that you know you can answer and add value to. You can also see how many people are searching that particular question and what the competition looks like. So you can actually find gold nuggets and opportunities to show up in search results that are low competition, but a lot of people are looking for. And once you download your list, you might have 60 or 70 different questions that you know you could answer. And you take that into step two. So you've got relevant content ideas for your niche. Step two is record, which is essentially what we're doing right now. You jump on a platform like Zoom, Google Meet, and a few tips on that. If you're the one that's doing the content, show up on your iPhone because you'll get the best quality footage and resolution and record it in portrait mode so it's ready to go for short form content. And you have someone on the other end. So it could be a friend, colleague, client, someone that you have good rapport with and can hold a conversation. And they've got your content ideas and normally lead into this process with a story just to relax in and have some personalization. And then they'll go through the 12 questions that you've selected and just bit like I'm doing now, let you loose and you just go answer. And because you're having a conversation, you're not in your head. It's not like when you're scripting something and it's weird and you're staring down the camera, you're just talking in your natural style. So you come across as the best version of yourself and you're recording the whole way through. And once you get to the end, you stop recording and you've got what we call the extraction that's, that's ready to go. And step three is repurpose. And this is where you go through... There's a few different ways you can go about it depending on where you're at in the business journey. Just like you were saying before with the podcast, you can put it through some tools or softwares. The only challenge with that is it's intuitive. It won't necessarily give you the snippets from the questions that you've researched. It'll cut all different things, but it can be a great place to start if you're on a budget. So a tool like Opus Clip can support with that. You can just take the file, put it in. If you can get an editor on a platform like Upwork, so a freelancing place or what we do with we have the team and do it for everyone we go through and we actually cut a 60 second or less clip from each of the questions that were answered so we know we've got a clip that's relevant for your niche that if we optimize it right can show up in search results and help get that exposure but it's actually solving a problem that your target audience is looking to solve so you become the solution to their biggest problem so you cut those clips you put your captions and branding on it is the average human attention span is 8.25 seconds. So if the screen's not moving and they're playing a video without sound, they're probably going to scroll past it and go to the next piece of content in the newsfeed, which is why we need to do that. And then once you've got your 12 videos, so they're ready to go for the next 30 days ahead. But we take the 
record the yeah, and we put it to a tool like Rev, and some of the recording softwares do automatically transcribe the conversations for you. So you've got all the words that have come out of your mouth, so they're authentic, and then you can have an editor or content writer go through each of the questions that were asked and repurpose that into an authority post for you if you don't want to do it yourself, and then they can give you the 12 pieces or more of written content so you've got your written and video content ready to go for the month ahead. So that's essentially the three steps in the extraction model that creates your 30 days content in 90 minutes, assuming that you're getting people to do the editing parts and repurposing the written text for you. Wow, you unpacked a lot there. You know, I one of the things I was I was thinking through and and I have done this myself because between the publishing and the podcast, I have softwares that, you know, um, create very simple transcripts. And then I have, you know, places that I pay for when I need official transcripts. Um, by the way, audience, just a quick tip for you. If you're looking for a really reasonable place to get sort of those official transcriptions that have the names, you know, if you need them time stamped, all that kind of um, the place I use is called Transcription, and I found their rates are uh, range. You know, they're not super cheap, but the quality is good. But the thing with Transcription Puppy is the more you use it, every time you use it, they give you a credit, which brings the total cost um, of it down, and then you just use the credit when you want. Anyway, that was just a quick tip and hint for a place that I, I transcription ideas especially if you're doing it yourself i read much faster than i watch actually i find videos sometimes really boring because i'm like get to the point like i'd rather read the transcript and actually get to what i but you can't i have done that when you know looking for a clip or something is done the transcription of it and then just read through to find those you know really nuggets right so that was a thought that i had uh, the other thing, you talked about captions, and there are actually a lot of really good softwares out there right now where you can take your video, put it in, and it will create the captions and put the captions on for you. So it, it, if you can't afford to pay other people to do it, you do have some options to do it yourself. Yeah, and a lot of platforms now will native add captions to your videos. If you get, for Instagram, for example, if you take the video and put it on the story section that you can just click on the different features and you can choose captions and just get their captions feature onto your video, download it and upload it straight to the, the platform. So there are some really good shortcuts and on the point of transcription services, maybe I didn't mention the tool that we use, which is red.com. And that has two different levels of transcript. One is AI, which is very cheap and obviously less accurate. And you've also got human transcript, which takes a little bit longer to turn around, but it's a lot more accurate. So we've found that with the AI transcript, it does a very good quality in terms of accuracy. And that turns around in about five to six minutes, hour-long conversation. So that's the tool that we're using. You can also have a flat fee that you pay each month where you basically get enough minutes of uh, AI-generated transcripts that can cover you for lots and lots and lots of content. So I think even if you're an author, just talking into a recording device about okay. ideas and content and just getting it transcribed can be another really efficient way to create written content without okay. sitting there and spending hours and hours at the keyboard. So there's so many 
hybrid solutions to speed up your ability to create great content and do great writing at the moment. You know, you, you were talking about portrait videos. And when you were doing that, I was just thinking, I um, email from StreamYard, so that's the platform we're using to record this and, and live stream. Um, they actually are going to be releasing a portrait uh, thing. So you can actually record the episodes vertically as opposed to horizontally. So when you were talking about that, I was just kind of looking down at the bottom here and seeing if they had added that yet to my list of layouts. Because like we can do this, we can do this, we can do this, we can do this. We got all these different ones, but I didn't see the, I didn't see the, uh, no, I want this one. Uh, I didn't see the vertical one yet. So I was kind of like, while he's talking, I'm just going to see is the vertical one there. <laughs> I was going to just click it when you were talking because you were you're talking about port. Um, yeah, I think you know in today in today's technology, there are you know so many ways that you can do things and not and not have to do it all yourself. I mean, there was a time that if you wanted a vertical video, you had to go through a video editor. The tech technology wasn't there and the complexity of doing it you know they were literally cutting and pasting video to make it vertical and i'm like yeah that's beyond my scope of abilities <laughs> yeah the other great thing is most smartphones now give that very crisp high quality footage because they are mm -hmm. in portrait mode but when you're doing things like facetiming yeah. so it's all there you, as long as you've got access to a smart device you can do this this model where you go out for 60 minutes a month and if you do use the softwares or tools or you do have the team your work's done and you're going to have all that content ready to go every 30 days and you can just stay in your lane of genius whether that's writing or you've got income generating activities or getting on podcasts doing things like that that increase your exposure so it allows you to repurpose that time to where it's most effective and where you enjoy it the most and that's what i love all these tools are there to serve and accelerate your vision coming to life so it's finding that balance where you get that hybrid effect that gives you the fastest acceleration towards those outcomes but still keeping it original and authentic so you stand out against the vanilla AI content where people have been lazy taking shortcuts and it's not their own voice. It's the AI learning machines. Voice. I love that vanilla. I love that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and don't get me started on, you know, the, the AI things. Uh, you know, when you're trying to be an authority, when you're trying to show yourself as the expert, you know, when you're trying to build that personal brand, you can't rely on AI. You have to rely on your own voice and develop your own voice and your own message and your own strength. Now, don't get me wrong. AI can play a role. Uh, uh, my daughter helps me out with the podcast and, you know, we use AI to create the show notes. Um, it's a very handy tool that way. It gives a really nice, neat summary. You know, it analyzes what we said and gives a nice, neat summary. But I would never use it to, you know, write my books, my articles, you know, my videos and all that because I want me to come out. That's that's how you create the relationship. Um, Aaron, we got a couple of minutes. I, I, I would love for you to talk more about your content only.au. So what is that? How can people use it? That, um, you know, what is available there for them? So we give the 30 days in 90 minutes model or system away at contentonly.au. We realize that 
only a very small pum of world is going to be ready or in a position to come and work with us as clients. So we want to equip people with the steps, with everything they need to be able to do this themselves if they're sort of starting from a lower base. So we give it all away and you can just follow and implement it as you go. So if you go to contentonly.au, you just put your name and email in, you'll get taken straight to a page that guides you through everything that we've spoken about, coming up with the content ideas, how to record your content, how to repurpose it so you've got that 30 days ready to go. So that's available. And like I said, most people will be doing it. The uh, and then there's a select few that might go, you know what, Aaron, your team is already there. You're, you can manage quality control the process for us. So we'll have a chat about what that looks like. So it's right there for you to go use right now. And I think if you're committed to building your profile and brand and creating great original and authentic content, this is a really good way to do it efficiently and effectively. Com- those content assets that I mentioned at the start in 2020. Nice. Well, Aaron, we're just about at the end of the show for today. I would love for you to just share a final thought. Yeah, I this quote that re- really resonates with me, and that's don't wish it easier wish you were better and that's always made sense because it's difficult for everyone we all have our challenges we all have our fears and doubts and insecurities but when you get on the creating content you start Mm -hmm. posting you get feedback and when you get that feedback you can see what's working what's not working and just like if you haven't been to the gym for a couple of years the first time that you pick up those weights it's going to be heavy your muscles are going to be sore you're going to want to quit it's a bit like that with creating content but there's so many people that are spectators watching everyone else do it. You need to get on the field. So my invitation for you is get started and be okay with getting better, being flexible and adapting as you go because quality can increase down the track and naturally it will when your skill set also rises. So yeah, the, the message is get started, get on the field, start creating content because two years, five years, 10 years down the track, it'll be worth mm, Love it. Love it. Wow. Okay. So if people have enjoyed this conversation, obviously have uh, the website they can go to, but how can they connect with you on social media? The good news is Aaron Witness is easy to find. There's not too many that have the same (laughs) name as me out there. So if you just type it in, you'll be able to find me on the main platforms. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. So if you want to connect and follow, I'd love to follow you as well. So don't be shy and reach out. Um, I always love building new connections and seeing what you're doing. So, Aaron, I'm going to ask you a question as a content creator. What is your preferred social media? Where where do you find you love to shine? Facebook's always been my number one primary platform. And I think that's because that's where most of my community are in terms of friends, family. So it's where most of the engagement happens. So that's my platform where I probably invest the most time into. I'd say LinkedIn probably secondary to that. So that's, and that's why I say stick to the platform that you enjoy and that you have already a pre-existing community on because you can get much faster traction and don't necessarily go on the ones that you don't like or you don't want to engage with because then you'll have too many moving parts and it's too many things to manage. So focus on one, especially if you're starting out, have a secondary platform like YouTube where you can put all your videos and if you stay in that narrow lane of focus, it's a lot easier to build a community than if you're trying to manage four or five different platforms at any given time. 
Wonderful. Thanks so much, Aaron. Audience, if you have watched this and you want to know where to go next, I want you to scan back about seven episodes to Andrea Dell, Three Simple Ways to Make Your Content Stand Out. If you are watching on YouTube, you know my daughter will place the thumbnail somewhere here on this screen. If you're on your favorite podcast app, scan back about seven episodes. Uh, this is it's a very complimentary conversation to the one we've had today. Aaron, thank you so much for being on the show today. Audience, you know the routine. Love you so much, and we'll see you on the very next episode. Bye now. You've been listening to the Author to Authority Podcast. The extraordinary word ninja, Kim Thompson Pinder, has helped over 200 entrepreneurs, professionals, speakers, and coaches write and publish their books that have become incredible marketing tools for their business. And many of those have gone on to become Amazon best-selling authors and have used their books to land high-level clients and get on big stages. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at www.author2authoritypodcast.com. See you next time. <laughs>